In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the huge outcry over the illegal immigration crisis at the U.S. southern border. Megan Barth says the outrage from the left is not about the children. The issue is being exploited and the narrative is being twisted for political purposes. They never reported on the number of deportations under Barack Obama, and yet you had some protesters that said, stop tearing apart our families, Barack Obama, and you can find those pictures on the web. But now, of course, Donald Trump is Hitler, his supporters are Nazis, and ICE agents are all of a sudden the Gestapo. This podcast is brought to you by House Carers. You know the feeling, that knot that materializes in your stomach as you drive away from your house to begin a two-week vacation. By the time you hit the highway, worries are running through your mind. Did I turn off the coffee pot? What if the house burns down? Thankfully, there's a cure for this same old panic attack. House sitting. If you don't have a neighbor to keep watch over your home while you're away, a house sitter can really help with your sanity. There's a company that can match you up with someone who'll look after your home and, more important, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable. House Carers has been securely matching homeowners with house sitters for nearly 20 years. And they have pet sitters, too. Find out more at clearbroadcast.com. That's clearbroadcast.com. clearbroadcast.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Monday. 
Wow, that was quite a week last week, wasn't it? This huge uproar over children being separated from their parents in some of the 113 illegal immigration detention centers run by U.S. border officials along the southern and southwest border with Mexico. President Trump last Wednesday signed an executive order to allow children to stay with parents caught crossing the border illegally, moving to stop the family separations that have triggered a national outcry and political crisis for Republicans. The measure would allow children to stay in detention with parents for an extended period of time. Uh, This comes as congressional Republicans are scrambling to draft legislation to address the same issue. In signing the measure, Trump said he wants to keep families together while also enforcing border security. He vowed his administration's zero-tolerance policy for illegal immigration would continue. Meanwhile, a little girl shown in a viral photo crying as a U.S. Border Patrol agent detained her mother and used by Time magazine to symbolize the Trump administration's family separation policy has now been demonstrated to be a hoax. The photograph taken by Getty Images photographer John Moore at the scene of a border detention on June 12th became a powerful image in the media coverage of the separation of families. Dozens of newspapers and magazines published the image, and it helped raise $17 million in Facebook's biggest ever fundraiser. The image was widely interpreted as showing the girl crying over being parted from her mother. However, it has now emerged the girl had not been separated from her mother. Here to discuss is Megan Barr the founder and proprietor of ReaganBabe.com, co-chair of the Media Equality Project, and a nationally recognized political commentator. Megan Barth, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm great, Richard. Thanks for having me back. Uh, let's um, get you to help us sort out what's, what's going on down on your southwest border here. We had uh, Trump basically sign an executive order undoing something that was basically signed into law, I believe, during the Clinton years. And this was uh, to to uh, prevent families from being separated once they're placed in these detention centers. So yet he's still receiving a great deal of flack, even though he has uh, sort of rescinded this. What's What's going on? Yeah, well, he kind of exposed the Democrats to be the hypocrites that they are, because immediately uh, when they wanted to create this canard uh, that Trump is Hitler and that these detention centers in our south and southwest border areas are nothing more than Nazi concentration camps, even though these detention centers have existed and were expanded under Barack Obama, uh, President Trump diffused their narrative by signing this executive order, eliminating the zero-tolerance policy when it comes to separating children from their parents. But that, of course, really wasn't the goal of the Democrats, because even when after he signed uh, that executive order, uh, they continued to say, well, just even housing illegal immigrants is cruel uh, for an indefinite amount of time. And this plays right into the exposure of the Democrat platform as far as how far they have migrated, no pun intended, uh, from being staunch defenders of the border. Uh, just within the last eight years, you have Barack Obama, Dianne Feinstein, and Chuck Schumer, and Hillary Clinton, and other leaders in the Democrat Party 
uh, calling illegal aliens illegal aliens, not undocumented immigrants. Uh, they are on tape basically saying that we must secure the border. Uh, they were saying that we have every right as Americans to be concerned of the amount of illegal aliens penetrating our southern border. Uh, and they even said, uh, Hillary Clinton, for example, even said that uh, just because children may get across the border, uh, their parents shouldn't assume that the children can stay in America. Uh, and so, you know, Donald Trump tweeted out actually a video that went pretty viral, uh, highlighting all of these past statements of these prominent Democrats. Uh, and yet the Democrats now have become the party of open borders, where it will just be mass migration uh, from any third world or any country uh, with, with no border to stop migration. Uh, that simply is not a concept nor a policy that we should embrace nor which we should ever embrace. And there's multiple reasons for that, but a nation without borders is not a nation. Uh, we must protect our sovereignty, as you do in Canada uh, and, and any country. Even Mexico turns away Guatemalan immigrants. And what I find most surprising is what the Democrats aren't talking about. And I guess I shouldn't say most surprising, because what they don't want to talk about is, something, is the truth. And the truth is that illegal immigration and open borders is the recipe for and the magnet for illegal human trafficking. When you look at what happened recently this week, the exposure of 10,000 unaccompanied minors, illegal alien minors, a majority of them coming from Central America, they didn't walk across America or, uh, Mexico on their own, uh, many of them as young as six years old, uh, if not younger. They were sold by their parents who chose to separate themselves from their own children and hand them over to coyotes and human smugglers. Now, what we know as far as this illegal human trafficking goes directly through Mexico under the noses of federal uh, officials and authorities, under Mexican authorities and officials. Mexico knows this illegal human trafficking racket is going on. They are complicit in the trafficking of children. And statistics tell us, and these aren't statistics from right-wing sources, these are studies published by uh, Huffington Post, Mother Jones, Slate, and other left-wing publications that 80% of women and young girls who journey through Mexico to our border on the south are raped. Many of these children are sold by the coyotes into drug cartels, becoming drug mules. And even worse, many children are sex trafficked into the pedophilia trade that is penetrating our southern border and ending up in places like Hollywood, for I, example. Yes, I, I heard a, um, a, um, a border official uh, who said that what they find on these young girls, g girls as young, 13, as young as 13, they're carrying birth control pills. And why? Because their parents know they're likely to be raped. 
That's right. And so if Democrats really cared about the children, they would be attacking the human trafficking aspect that is directly related to their open borders policy. Because without an open borders, the human trafficking mechanism would cease to exist. The drug cartels wouldn't have their mules. The sex trade that we find uh, in our southern uh, borders and our neighboring states like California would cease to exist. Uh, these children are being trafficked uh, in the worst conditions, in the most violent conditions, whereby they are lucky if they are simply robbed. Otherwise, they are going to end up uh, dead, raped, or in the sex trade. Now, obviously, you know, it is heartbreaking when you see uh, children without their parents, and this is happening in about 2,000 of the 12,000 cases, as you pointed out, 10,000 of these kids are unaccompanied. Their parents, as you say, sell them to human traffickers. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we're seeing stati- the, the polling numbers on this, that, that the majority of Americans place the blame for the situation on the parents of these children that are putting in them in, in harm's way. Uh, but I've seen inside these detention centers, I mean, they're uh, they're being well cared for. They're getting three meals a day. They have entertainment. They're being educated. These detention centers are is is paradise compared to where they're coming from. In a very well funded taxpayer paradise, they have health care. They have education. They have shelter. They have entertainment. They get three squares a day, and plus they get snacks. Uh, the most I think they can be ta- detained or separated from their parents until the American government can figure out if truly the people that they, these kids are arriving with, if they're lucky enough to arrive with an adult, uh, that the adult is their parent or some sort of re- relation uh, uh, and relative. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't simply know who these people are. They are coming with little or no documentation. Uh, and so to separate children from adults immediately is actually the more humane thing until we figure out whether or not these children are being trafficked. And it's 20 uh, and days, I think, that the limit is 20 days, 20 correct? days, right. exactly. And so you have these Democrats screaming about these 2,000 children, not the 10,000 that made the journey by themselves with, with drug mules and, and, and human traffickers. They don't want to talk about that, and that's why I want to talk about it. They want to talk about this small percentage, this 2,000 children that were separated from the parents. We don't know who the children are. We don't know who the parents are. We have absolutely no documentation on them, but yet the Democrats think that we should just release these kids and these parents, quote-unquote parents, into our system without having any scintilla of evidence uh, of who they are. And we, as Americans, have every right to vet who is coming into this country. We have legal ports of entry across our country, and yet the Democrats look at our southern border and even our northern border as one big welcome mat where you can just walk in any, any point in the border and you should just be automatically uh, welcomed into the fabric of our country. Well, because, you know, what I think is happening here is the Democrats are are sort of raising the volume and, and, and uh, the hyperbole and so forth, because after Trump signed that executive order, he basically uh, put an end to this issue before they were finished exploiting it. Right. He diffused the narrative quite quickly, didn't he? Indeed, indeed. Um, and, and I'm never one for executive orders. Let me just be very clear about that. We have a constitutional system here where we have three branches of government which provide the balance, where Congress makes the laws, 
and the president, of course, signs the law, and our judiciary enforces the law. Uh, but, but Chuck Schumer wanted nothing to do with the enforcement of the border. Uh, they, the bill that the Democrats offered up as a solution uh, to protecting our borders was not to arrest anybody that came, I think, within uh, 100 yards or so, and it might be a little bit more than that, of our border. So, again, they should have called it the human trafficking bill. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just get some clarity on where this all began, because we had uh, we had um, Barack Obama, who, who caught some heat and there were some court challenges when he was uh, basically boasting that his administration had prosecuted something like half a million illegal immigrants. Uh, and so we saw him on television, I remember this very well, saying, I am not the emperor of the United States. I'm the president and I have to, f- I can't change immigration law even if I wanted to. It has to go through Congress, uh, which is what Trump was saying earlier. And of course he was, he caught hell for that. But, but where did this policy begin in terms of, of the detention centers and the separating of the families? Was it Clinton? I believe it was President Bush. Um, I, I believe it was a law, according to Sarah Sanders, they were enforcing the law that President Bush had signed into law, um, uh, and I don't recall what year it was, uh, but it was simply carried out uh, by Barack Obama, and yes, he was sued uh, and because he was out of compliance with the law. Uh, we didn't see any Democrats going to, excuse me, we saw at least one Democrat go down to the border to these detention centers back in 2013-2014. It wasn't, you'll find it on the blaze, it was reported by Sarah Carter, who now is leading the uh, scandal of the IG report in the Russian collusion. She's on Hannity every night. But she did a story back in 2014 of a Democrat rep out of Texas who went to one of these detention centers because he understood that there was a huge surge in 2014 of these unaccompanied minors penetrating our southern border being trafficked through Mexico. And he went to one of these detention centers and wanted to check on the children. Uh, He at the time was not allowed, nor was the press allowed in these detention centers. But you never heard the outrage. Why? Because the press is simply there to protect Democrats, not to expose their failed policies, but to provide them cover uh, by just spinning the narrative. Um, They never reported on the number of deportations under Barack Obama, and yet you had some protesters that said, stop tearing apart our families, Barack Obama, and you can find those pictures on the web. But now, of course, Donald Trump is Hitler, his supporters are Nazis, and ICE agents are all of a sudden the Gestapo. Yeah, I, I like the way the the left went after the, uh, the the border patrol agents as well, calling them uh, Nazis when sixty percent of them are Latinos. They're Hispanics. Right, and if you honestly do and look at some of the polling done within the Hispanic community, they too are against illegal immigration. Um, they do not want sanctuary cities because they fled their country because of the gangs, because of the drug wars. They sought America as a safe place. And when you look at sanctuary cities, they are the least safe spaces in the country. High rates of crime tied to high rates of illegal immigration, 
tied to high rates of MS-13. You know, we had an MS-13 gang problem, and we still do, but much less than we did under Barack Obama, because under Barack Obama, you had this executive action that allowed unaccompanied minors to penetrate our borders and claim asylum. Well, many of them were sent from El Salvador, uh, specifically when Salvador was emptying their their jails to make room for more gang members, they were penetrating our southern border and ending up in cities of New York and New Jersey and Brooklyn and L.A. and, and Chicago and, and uh, you know, country, uh, cities across this country uh, that had large concentrations of MS-13 gang members. Uh, this is what happens in open borders. When you just open your border to anybody that wants to come in without even vetting them or having any sort of background information of who they are, where they're coming from, and why they want to enter this country. That's right. No borders, no vetting, no country. No nation state, no constitution. No safeguard for individual rights and freedoms. We also need to vet what we put in our bodies, what we eat. And dieting is so hard, and I finally figured out why. Almost every diet works works by temporarily putting your body into a state of ketosis. In this state, your body burns fat for energy instead of burning carbs. But these diets ultimately fail because they allow too many carbs to be reintroduced, flipping your body's source of energy back to carbs. Want to make your body always burn fat for energy so you lose the fat and keep it off? Try the keto diet by requesting your free copy of Bacon and Butter, the ultimate ketogenic diet cookbook. Grab a copy while supplies last and all you pay is shipping and handling. Keto Resources is making the offer to introduce you to the community of like-minded people who are on the path to looking and feeling great. But don't wait. To get your free copy of the ketogenic diet cookbook, go to one OneGreatSolution.com. OneGreatSolution.com. That's OneGreatSolution.com. Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Or something like that. I'll ask Richard later. Megan Barth, conservative commentator and founder of ReaganBabe.com is here. And we're discussing the illegal immigration crisis on the U.S. southern border. I want to ask you about the, uh, the again, the hypocrisy. Uh, Peter Fonda, one of the most vile, toxic, uh, horrible tweets I think I've ever seen where he... I don't even want to repeat it, but it involved going targeting basically the uh, uh, the son of uh, President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, a baron, uh, said some unspeakable things or wrote some unspeakable things, uh, and yet uh, virtually is, there's virtually no repercussions. I think Sony um, Sony Pictures basically said, "Well, you know, we don't agree with what he said, but they were still going to release one of his recent pictures." Meanwhile. You have Roseanne Barr, who said something that, quite frankly, was out of line and horrible as well, and she loses a TV show. Uh, you know, where is the – what's going on here, really, is what I, I guess I'm asking. Well, welcome to Hollywood. Um, welcome to Hollywood, whereby if you do not uh, subscribe uh, to the progressive ideology – if you counter their narrative, if you counter their ideology of progressive politics, uh, 
you are blacklisted and blackballed. You know, there's a whole underground network of conservatives in Hollywood that were at, it was actually started by Gary uh, Sinise, and it was called the Friends of Abe. Uh, I don't know that they're still in existence, but for many, many years, you had a uh, secret society that existed in and around Los Angeles of conservative Hollywood actors, actresses, uh, stagehands, grips, writers, producers uh, that had to secretly meet at a variety of places so they weren't uh, subject to the backlash against their liberal masters, their progressive masters in Hollywood. Uh, they couldn't outwardly be vocal about their beliefs or else they would lose their careers. Look at Tim Allen. Tim Allen lost his show simply because he was conservative. Last Man uh, for Standing. Nothing, yeah. nothing else. It was a very successful show. I think it was called Last Man Standing. That's it. Uh, and, uh, and literally, Tim Allen was the last man standing for conservative, uh, conservatism on a public stage, and so they yanked that stage away from him immediately. Uh, but this is the double standard of the uh, intolerant left, whereby Roseanne tweets something very tasteless, and her whole uh, career, as well as her activism over 30 years, is completely blackballed and, and um, castigated. Uh, but then you have Samantha Bee, you have Kathy Griffin, you have um, uh, uh, Peter Fonda uh, that get away with making uh, violent, uh, uh, vulgar uh, threats against a, a fir the first family but against a child. And what Peter Fonda said, which lends into the whole pedophilia network in Hollywood, because there is one, uh, that he wanted a child to be kidnapped, uh, put in a cage, and repeatedly raped by a pedophile. What kind of black soul must you have to wish that on any child simply because you disagree with the policy of their parents? Yeah, I, 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 th I feel like th these people are being animated by Satan or something. I mean, it is very prophetic almost. Well, look at, look at Harvey Weinstein. Okay, look at Harvey Weinstein was allowed to prey upon young women because of who he was, he was a huge bundler for the Democrats. He carried an enormous amount of power in not only political circles, but the entertainment circles, the media circles. And everybody knew, everybody knew that Harvey Weinstein was raping women. Even the women in this so-called Me Too movement chose to remain silent and look the other way much like they did with Nor uh, Polanski. Polanski was raped a 14-year-old or 13-year-old girl, sodomized her after drugging her in a hot tub, and he was getting standing ovations by Meryl Streep after the fact. These are the type of people that can thrive in Hollywood because the progressives, as they call themselves, they're so progressive when they look the other way at child rape or when they advocate for child rape or when they look the other way when young starlets are being raped by their God, as Meryl Streep called 
Harvey Weinstein. You see, the God amongst progressives is not a Christian God. The God is the Democrat Party, the God is government, and the God is their own power. It's satanic is what it is. Well, there's definitely a very dark underbelly uh, in Hollywood, as well as the progressive movement, as well as the Democrat Party. Uh, I do believe that there is an evil that does motivate many of them. Uh, They all of a sudden care about all of these illegal immigrant children being separated from their parents, but they have no problem separating a baby from its mother's womb. And not only just separating the baby from its mother's room, ripping the baby apart into multiple pieces so those pieces can be sold to tissue banks. Yeah, it's, uh, these are dark days for sure. Uh, let me just go back to the immigration for a moment and the, the attempt to, to sort of fix this problem. There are two bills before the House right now, sort of parallel bills. Uh, one calls for uh, actual funding for the wall, I think $25 billion, but it means uh, essentially amnesty for the, for the, uh, the, the DACA uh, children. The other one uh, is no amnesty and um, – how, well, now I've forgotten. What is the other one? <laughs> there's a, anyway, there's two before uh, the House. And- E-Verify. There, there's a conservative bill uh, that, according to some rumors, um, basically was dead on arrival because Paul Ryan is a Chamber of Commerce modern Repub- moderate Republican who wants amnesty. And there was – uh, a report that there was a fight between the, the conservative uh, leader in the House, Mark Meadows, and uh, who I'm a huge fan of, as well as Paul Ryan, uh, about these two opposing bills. Uh, both bi- bills lost 41 Republican votes, so it didn't advance. They're going to kind of, I guess, massage and create one bill out of these two bills. Um, but what we really do need here, and by the way, and I, and I don't mean to correct you, Richard, but I do have to correct you, um, DACA is not about children. Uh, the majority of DACA recipients are millennials. Right, they meaning are now, they've sure. been here, they've been here for decades, uh, many of them 20 years, and yet they can't seem to find a way to uh, use the current uh, citizenship application that we do. Uh, many of their predecessors have, but they're just a special lot, I guess. Uh, they can defy the law for as long as they would like. They can use our, our education system. Most of them get it for free. They can use our secondary education system. Most of them get it for free because, you know, illegals get more free stuff than citizens because the citizens have to pay for it. Uh, and so this whole canard of DACA um, really is just another weapon in the progressive playbook that moderate Republicans like Paul Ryan simply don't want to fight. Um, you look at the Chamber of Commerce moderate Republicans, and really what they do want is cheap labor, and that's how you get cheap labor is importing uh, third-world immigrants in order to keep wages down. Uh, and so this is a fight. It is definitely a fight, and what we do need to do is, one, we do need a wall. That's what the American people voted for. Uh, you know, every country that has built a wall, even the Vatican has a wall. Um, you know, it, 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 is, it provides a deterrence. Uh, so we do need a wall. We do need an e-verify system, which means that we can track who is in our country as long as they are in our country. And then, of course, we also have the problem of the visa system, where people just 
overstay their visa, and then they get lost in the system. Uh, and so we need to tighten up our borders, but we also need to tighten up how we track people who are in our country uh, who are either supposed to be here on a temporary basis, like a green card basis, or who are illegally here and using our system to their benefit uh, when it comes to all of the entitlements that they uh, can use to their benefit. So if, if you had your druthers, Megan, would you take a yep. bill that, that commits $25 billion for a wall, and then, but then thereafter there's amnesty or a path to citizenship for some of these DACA people? Or... I mean, or I mean, you can, can you have both? What do you What do you think? What's going to happen here? Well, yeah, I think we can have kind of an amalgam of uh, a couple ideas, um, but I am not for a path of citizenship for people that have chosen to remain illegal well into their adult life. Um, they've chose to use their. Here's here's the kicker, Richard, that I think people really don't understand. That whole DACA canard is not legal. It was never passed through our Congress. It was, again, an executive order, and that's why I'm not for executive orders, because they are not lawful. They are not constitutional. But what this unlawful executive order did, what Barack Obama signed, was say, hey, you DACA people, um, we kind of know where you are. But if you do sign up and let us know who you are, uh, we'll defer your deportation, and you can get a Social Security number. Now, this Social Security number, of course, will then give us an ID. We'll give you an ID, and then we will have an ID to be able to trace back to you. Well, hardly any DACA recipients wanted a Social Security card. Well, why is that? Well, because it's financially more beneficial for them to get ITIN numbers. Now, ITIN numbers are, were created for illegal immigrants by our IRS. ITIN numbers are individual tax identification numbers which act similarly in uh, accordance to Social Security numbers. However, ITIN numbers are given primarily to Mexico, Mexican illegal immigrants because that's the majority of our illegal immigrants are from Mexico. Now, if you are an ITIN holder, an illegal immigrant with an ITIN, you can claim up to 20 dependents on your Social Security tax income uh, refund form and get up to $1,000 per, $1, per dependent. So, for example, if you're an illegal immigrant and you're not really making any money, you can claim up to 20 dependents and if those 20 dependents are from Mexico, they, you don't even have to prove they exist to the IRS. And you can get $20,000 in taxpayer refunds. Nice deal. Isn't that a great deal? Mm -hmm. It's a huge scam. I write about it on ReaganBabe.com. It is a huge scam. And that is why I think, and it makes every sense to me, why would you get a Social Security number if you can get 20, and, and you, then you'd have to claim dependents. You'd actually, as a Social Security number holder... I have to prove who my dependents are to the IRS. If I'm a Mexican ITIN holder, and I don't have to claim any of my dependents or prove any of my dependents who they are if they're from Mexico, and I get 20000 bucks. <laughs> there you go. So w w what's going to happen uh, with immigration? Are, are you going to get a wall? Are you, uh, is there going to be amnesty? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you sense? Uh, I sense that we're going to get a wall. I don't 
sense that we're going to get amnesty. I think that the fight is uh, much too thin for the moderates to uh, push through amnesty. I think that the immigration um, bills are going to likely be kicked down the road after the midterms and see if we can seat uh, more conservatives within our Congress than that could actually do a conservative bill on immigration that protects our cities, protects our borders, and protects our sovereignty from this illegal immigrant invasion. All right, Megan, thanks as always for the update. Megan, tell us how we can listen to you and where we can read your blogs and see your videos and and all of that. Um, You can go to ReaganBabe.com. That's Reagan as in Ronald Reagan, Babe as in Babe Ruth, ReaganBabe.com or MediaEqualizer.com. And uh, your radio program. Well, I don't have my own program. I'm, all, I'm always a guest, but uh, on ReaganBabe.com, you can catch some of my last uh, episodes. Terrific. Megan, all the best. Thank all you right, so much. You. Talk again. Hey, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what lies ahead on Conspiracy Unlimited. But before that, do you have a dog? How would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence and eliminate bad behavior? Well, a woman named Adrian Ferricelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has. No matter how badly you think it's ingrained, no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. This is what allows our brains to learn new behaviors. Well, your dog's brain has the same plasticity. And with the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. And when this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. Realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. Coming up on episode 84, The Biblical Roots of the United Kingdom and the British Empire, with media scientist and protege of the late Marshall McLuhan, Nelson Thal. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 